Welcome to Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz, a candid conversation as we learn about types of dementias, such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, frontal temporal, and Lewy body, and the effects on the people we love. Jill's years of dedication and experience help you adapt, overcome obstacles, and find positive outcomes. It's time for Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz. Hello, my friends. I hope everybody's doing great today. Today, I'm not going to talk too much about people with a diagnosis. I want to talk to you, the caregivers, and what you're doing to help yourselves. Are you getting some help? Are you getting any support? Are you talking to friends when you need to talk to friends? Are you making a plan to try to learn more about uh, the diagnosis that your loved one or friend has and really looking at what your role is now in terms of the things that you need to do to change your life for the better or worse or, you know, change some roles, things like that. So, you know, I asked uh, some of the caregivers that I work with, what did they do to take care of their own needs? You know, some of them told me they just really took care of the basic things. They just make sure that they have food in their refrigerator, go to the store and do their laundry on certain days so they can tend to the other person's needs most of the time. Some tried to get some help in the home. Uh, but maybe wasn't always successful and struggled with, you know, even asking people for help. Some of them went to Alzheimer's Association meetings, which I always recommend. A lot of folks try to make time for rest and relaxation, but have trouble finding that. They can't find that happy place or they can't find a, a place in the house to find that happy place because the person that is with them follows them like a shadow. Those things are difficult. Some of them say they eat well. I'm really glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that you're thinking about your nutritional intake as much as you are theirs. I think it's a good idea to try to maintain you know, your own mental health. Like, um, for example, I like to get on games. I like to play concentration and crossword games and um, words with friends with my friend Chris on, um, you know, my phone at that little computer that we have that's handheld. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's good to sometimes be able to pick up a Sudoku book and uh, try and figure out those Rhymes and riddles, right? And even word search and things like that. Things that we can do to keep our own mental health strong so that we're not constantly worrying about the person that we're caring for. And sometimes when you are caring for somebody, you start thinking that you're losing it yourself. So the best thing I can tell you about that is just take one day at a time. Just take one day at a time. And be aware of the things you learned from the day before. It will help you immensely in staying present. You have to stay present with yourself and not get too ahead of the game 
It's great to learn and get as much information as you can, like if you're taking my classes or or sitting in a support group or something like that. But, you know, it's important that we don't get mired down in the big mountain of the journey of working with somebody that has frontal temporal, Alzheimer's, Lewy body, Parkinson's disease, because those diseases are enough every day to get on your last nerve. (laughs) And I mean, you know, it, it will happen. You will get stressed out. You will get... Um, thinking that your nerves are frayed and and sometimes you don't know if you want to cry or if you want to explode. So being able to find that center again, take a Pilates class, do some yoga. Uh, The biggest show I had of the whole year was when I uh, had Misty on from Body Groove. I think getting on um, shows like that and and participating. It used to be Jane Fonda back in the day, and now it's Misty from from Body Groove. I think that's totally cool. Um, Exercise is is a huge way to release endorphins and help you to lose yourself in what you're doing, the weights you're lifting, the exercises that you're doing, the bike that you're riding. Those kind of things can be super cool. Speaking of bike rides, so for a client, I spent two hours this week looking for virtual videos of bike rides in Boulder. Um, because one of my clients is from there, and I it was an avid bike rider. And um, also heli skiing, where you jump out of helicopters to ski or snowboard, <laughs> which was totally cool. And then um, also uh, just some snowboarding, just snowboarding itself. Now, I had to tell you, that was a little bit harder because I'm I'm sorry, snowboarders, but you guys are in a world of your own. And um, they like to show themselves skiing versus having a GoPro on their helmet so other people can enjoy it. But I found that just watching those videos, even though I don't ride mountain bikes and uh, I don't ski anymore because I broke my leg in a place right where my uh, ski boot hit and broke it twice in the same place. And if I break it one more time, it won't heal again. So I gave up skiing. But um, I was an avid rock climber back in the day and loved doing that. I climbed competitively and for safety and and um, resources of that nature. So those are things that that you as a caregiver can do for yourself. Get on a virtual roller coaster or um, put yourself on a stage. I'm telling you, and and sing your heart out, there are things like this all over YouTube. I've never seen anything like it in my life. And I was trying to find it for my clients. I thought, well, wouldn't this be cool for this guy to sit on a stationary bike and be able to um, have the feeling like he is riding in Boulder Canyon? And I couldn't have enjoyed it more myself. I mean, it was absolutely the bomb. I loved it. So if you can think of things like that, and on my website, I actually put, uh, and it's right on my front page under what's news, I put all these different um, museums, zoos, uh, 
you know, Disney World, um, oh, what Universal, all these different kind of places. And I must have put, oh, at least 40 or 50 of them on my website. And all you have to do is click on the sites and you can go on a virtual tour of just about anything you can possibly imagine. Don't save that for your person with with whatever dementia they have, save it for yourself so you can go and have a little fun and enjoy it. I mean, it's an absolute hoot, and you may not get out of the house to be able to go and do things like that if you want to. Some other things that that uh, I talked to people about were what were balancing out their lives? What kind of things are they doing to find that balance, uh, to find the time to care for their person, but also care for themselves? Are you just stopping at a Starbucks and getting your favorite drink? Are you going out for a glass of wine with friends? I'm psyched that Douglas County in my area where I live has now opened up all the restaurants. I think it's the only one in the entire metropolitan Denver area where everything's back to 100%. And I can't wait. I'm going to have my husband take me out for dinner this weekend. (laughs) We've been going out anyway, truth be told. I don't care. You know, we've been going to restaurants and stuff like that, trying to keep our local favorite watering holes open pretty much the whole pandemic. Uh, But we wear our masks and stuff like that, and we've eaten outside when we needed to and kept our social distancing and so on and so forth. Do whatever it is that you need to do to find that peace for yourself and let the, you know, do the necessary things and let everything else go. I'm practicing what I preach tonight because it has been sort of a stressful day uh, in the United States. And, you know, I just decided to find my happy place at 5 p.m. at Swallow Hill and record my show and talk to my people and hope to find some, some happy mediums for all of you tonight and myself tonight and talking about, you know, what are the cool things that we do to take care of ourselves. Sometimes we just have to find our little happy corner. For me, it's turning off the news and letting music play. You know, I would rather have music playing than anything else in the entire world. <laughs> give me give me some good old rock and roll, right? Um, I, I, I'm a happy camper when I can do stuff like that. What other things can you do? Can you go for a drive? It's getting to be springtime. Mow your lawn. Go out in the garden. Work in the garden. I cannot wait until we can get past snow and all the wonderful uh, spring weather that we get here in Denver. (laughs) We get snow in April and May. March, April, and May are our snowiest months, so we don't really get to get out and do a lot of of gardening until really around Mother's Day. But those of you around the world and in lo- warm locations and in the southern part of the United States, your 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 springtime is up right now and you've got plants blooming and everything else. So get out there and have some fun. Um, what else can you do? I know a lot of people that are selling their homes and downsizing and moving into condos. Why not? Why not? Resize. Get rid of junk. I am doing the same thing. I am packing up things in my basement that I have not looked at or used for years, and I'm getting ready for a garage sale. Can you do the same thing? 
Can you just go and have some fun and look at look at what you have in your house that you don't need, that you haven't worked with for a long, long time? If you need to, have the person with the diagnosis help you come down in a room and clear some things out and have some fun with it. But if you can't, then, then do it on your own, right? Your life revolves a lot around the person that you're caring for. But it doesn't have to be that way 24-7. You can find that place where you can can manage on your own and find things to do. I'm telling you what, reading and writing, two of my favorite things, and I cheat on a couple of those. Um, so if I want to read something, um, I read my People magazine. I find my time to read my People magazine. But if I can listen to a Kindle book, color me happy, right? If I can listen to a podcast, I love that. I'm always giving you these tips and and such for your person with the disease, but today I'm telling you, find your favorite who done it or or uh, the historical people that have done something amazing, you know, in the world. My husband uh, turned me on to one the other day about some lady who was Polish royal royalty and had to hide it for most of her life. Uh, you know, those kinds of things can be really, really cool. And I write reports. I write in-home assessments for my clients when I go to their homes and I visit them and I, and I see what that person's assessment is and, and what uh, tips and techniques and strategies I can bring forth for them and give them some cueing uh, skills to use and things like that. But when I write that report, I use Dragon Nuance. It's a computer system that I speak into that will give me um, the words right on the screen. And, you know, it's 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 difficult only to the degree that you have to remember to do the punctuation. Like I might say, you have to remember to do the punctuation, period, new line, and start a new paragraph. Or something like that. Or I have to do open quote, say what I'm going to say, and then period, end quote. If you don't want to do that kind of stuff, you can go back and clean it up later, but it's easier to just take the tutorial. You as caregivers could write your own book. You could write the story of you and your person, uh, your love story, whatever it is. It's only about 150 bucks. You download it, and it gives you an opportunity to really get your thoughts down on paper. And you can, you know, you can dream about places you want to see and get it down on on um, on paper. It goes straight into a Word file. It's the coolest thing I have ever used. I've been using it for oh probably six seven years now, and I don't know how I could function without it. I highly recommend it to those of you who maybe want to talk about the flowers growing in your yard or uh, tell stories about your grandkids or something like that. And for that matter, you can use FaceTime. You can use um, various Zoom and and um, the one I have on my phone, I'm not sure exactly what it is. I have an Android, but it gives me a video chat with with uh, people like I do that to talk to my sister on a regular basis. And um, you can use stuff like that to just talk to people. Call up a friend. 
you know, get yourself a cup of hot tea or a, a little cognac or whatever the hell you want and sit down and talk to your friends and tell them openly what you need, what you need from them, what your dreams are and what you need for stress relievers. Try to try to think about things like that. Hire a part-time housekeeper if you need to, to do that laundry and dust for you if you need to. Or if it's therapeutic, do it for yourself. Uh, I fired my housekeeper uh, because she wasn't doing a very good job and she was drinking on the job. And guess who that was? Me. <laughs> so if I need to have somebody clean my house, I don't care. If I want to sit down and have a glass of wine while I'm cleaning, I do it. And I'm just joking about firing myself. There's nobody that wants to take my job anyway um, to clean my house. So darn it. What are you going to do? But anyway, hire somebody. Hire a caregiver to come in and help you with your person. Or hire a housekeeper to come in and cook for you a meal or two a week and, and clean your house on occasion for you. Whatever you need. If you have a supportive spouse who can help with meals, who can let you cry on their shoulder, who can go for walks with you, um, maybe go for a hike, take a drive, you know, a scenic drive somewhere, ask them if they'll help you. Don't don't think for a second that, that they won't. Maybe they would enjoy getting out. And if they won't, then have a conversation with them again about your needs. Today, this is all about you, my friends. This is all about you. You know, if you can take your person to somebody else's house for a day or a week and give yourself a respite break, do it. You get my my vote. I'm telling you what. Um, there are different entities that will pay you and give you a grant like Easter Seals here in Denver, uh, if you apply, they will pay for your person to stay at a community for a couple of days up to like a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars. And you can maybe get away and take a little trip somewhere. This next week, my husband and I are going on a train trip. We're going to do the Royal Gorge train trip. It's a two-hour drive down to Canyon City, and then we're going to ride this train through the mountains and come back, and we'll have lunch on the train, and I am looking forward to that. So what kind of things can you do? Hey, for all you people living around the ocean, take a walk on the beach. Go hang out and get some sun. Um, sit under a tiki bar and have somebody bring you a drink. Go surfing. Find things that you can do, okay? You know, the thing is that if you don't focus on this, no one else will, right? It's difficult sometimes. You need practice at this. You, you're so good at taking care of everybody else, but you don't practice taking care of yourself. You know, where's that getting you? Sometimes one of the best things you can do that I have always enjoyed is volunteering somewhere in my community. My sister, 
uh, volunteers with Meals on Wheels. She does that every Thursday. I'm so proud of her. She really, really does a good job with that. And it brings her a lot of joy. I, I think that's wonderful. I volunteered 30 years at the Children's Hospital here in Denver and took my dogs. I had two different dogs that I took there to visit kids and uh, really enjoyed that. And uh, anything you can do to volunteer in your community, work on some crafts. Work on some crafts or something. You know, the, the biggest thing is, do you allow yourself to rest? Do you give yourself time to rest? To just watch a TV show if you want to? Take a hot bath? Take a 20-minute shower if you feel like it? You know, do you live your life as fully as the energy that you put towards the person you're caring for? I'm going to bet most of you don't. I wish you would, but I bet you don't. I bet you don't pace yourself. I bet you don't even know how many hours you spend focusing on that person. I just wish you would give yourself some of that same attention and give yourself several hours to focus on yourself. And and just count, just count for one week how much time you actually spend focusing on the person that you're caring for and then tallying the time you spend focusing on you. And what you're doing for yourself. I don't care if it's 10 minutes to sit down and have a drink and maybe watch This Is Us on a Tuesday night. You know? I don't know. Do you take a nap? You can count that. You can count that shower I was talking about. You know? I think we have a tendency to not use that alone time well. I think that sometimes uh, my, my caregiver nation tells me that they spend that time crying in the shower. They spend that time having a panic attack about what's happening. They spend that time realizing that they have taken on every role in the entire house. I had a class recently where I talked to my group about managing their own emotions, and that was in April, earlier this month. And one of the people thanked me because she said, you know what, I've been having a pity party for about two years now, and I didn't realize until you told me I don't have to do everything. I can take some of the things that I used to do and simplify them and give them to my husband to do so I don't have such a mountain of work in front of me. I had another person tell me in that class that it never occurred to her that the way she approaches her person needed to be altered so that she has a more positive encounter when she walks into the room. We lack the ability to be mindful for ourselves. Sometimes we lack the ability to be mindful for our person. And that's what that was all about, that lady saying, 
I didn't even think about the fact that when I walk into a room, it makes a difference if I'm happy or or I've got a long look on my face or I'm too quiet and there's not enough stimulation and so on and so forth. You know, I, I just can't tell all of you enough how much you all mean to me. I, I call you my caregiver nation because you're important to me. But I really need you to understand that you are not in this alone, that you can talk to other people. You can email me at Jill at summitresiliencetraining.com and tell me what you're thinking. Listen to my podcast while you're in the bathtub if you want to or just on a drive. But find that mindfulness that's going to get you to a good place because this caregiving gig is hard and we all know that. And sometimes it gets worse with hospital stays and nervous breakdowns and that need to cry in the shower. But today's show is all about what are you doing for yourself? How are you being mindful about what you need and taking the time to get the quality of life out of it that you need? It's not all about the person. When it becomes all about the person, you lose yourself and you get mired down in the grief process. And Lord knows, I've already done a show about that. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Living and working with Alzheimer's and other dementias can often be challenging. Summit Resilience Training provides education, utilizing non-medical approaches for those who work with our friends affected by dementia. Believing families still need one-on-one assistance, we provide classes which help them understand the diseases affecting their loved ones, offering strategies and techniques for success with activities of daily living and working with confusing behaviors. We offer in-home assessments to clarify symptoms of dementia diseases and help families work together to find moments of joy while living with memory loss and impairment. Education programs instilling person-centered care philosophies are offered for professional caregivers working in communities and homes, which can be customized for their staff. Training is also available for first responders, such as law enforcement, fire, and EMT personnel. We are passionate that people with dementias, such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and others, are approached with compassion and understanding, and those who work with them have all the tools they need for success. Call us at Summit Resilience Training, 303-420-6988 to schedule a class or in-home assessment. Visit our website at summitresiliencetraining.com for more information. Welcome back to Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz. All right, so I'm talking today about you, the caregiver, and... Keeping yourself strong, keeping yourself solid, keeping yourself at a place of peace, or just finding it if you haven't been able to. And when I've talked to caregivers and said, you know, what are some of the most useful things that's helped you maintain your strength while you're caring for your person? I've gotten some really good answers, interesting answers. Most of the time, they say if they can get help from somebody else, 
makes a huge difference. If they can't, that's when they start getting down that rabbit hole. We never want that to happen. One of the biggest things that they tell me is that if they can have knowledge, if they can learn about the brain, if they can understand the disease and why people are behaving the way they're behaving, that that puts them more at peace. There are some people that never want to know stuff like that. They just kind of want to go on and, and just hope that that um, they can handle what's coming forward for them. But when they can learn about the, uh, the diagnosis, the pathology, all the information around, you know, what is happening when the brain is impaired, I think people generally feel better. And I have proof of that. <laughs> I have a class every single month uh, for the University of Colorado Hospital. I've said this over and over and over again. And uh, every other month, I have what I call my advanced beginner's class where I explain what the diseases are, what the symptoms are. And then I go into the brain for an hour and I talk about the lobes of the brain and their function and how it's working. And uh, people love that class. They, they, get, they get in it more than one time. I'm having that class again uh, the first week of May. I think it's May 5th. I'm pretty sure it's May 5th. Um, and then in June, and I'm pretty sure it's June 2nd, I'm having my class on how to manage activities of daily living, like helping someone to bathe, helping them to brush their teeth, their, uh, their teeth, their hair, their clothes, put their clothes on, uh, stuff like that. So that's a really good class too. You can go on my website, summitresiliencetraining.com, and learn about those classes, and you have to sign up to be on them. They're on Zoom. But the more knowledge you get, the better. It will help you. I promise. So some other things they tell me, oh, you know, family support, huge. I, I hear more that families are not supporting the person, that friends are not supporting the person that is the caregiver. They kind of slip away into the shadows and never to be seen again, and that's heartbreaking. But the families that do support the caregiver, that person seems to have a happier time, and therefore their person has a happier time. Everybody needs to feel like they're not lost on an island. I, mean, I can tell you that for sure. And if you are lost on an island, if you have prayer and faith um, I do believe that God will only give you what you can handle. I could be wrong. I've been tested a few times myself, but I still go back to that. I still think that prayer and faith have guided me a lot um, through my life. You know, some people go to church. Some people believe in, you know, organized religion. Some people just believe in a higher power. Believe in whatever you want to. But if it brings you any peace, if it brings you any any type of, of serenity, by all means, you know. Hey, there, I know people that, that can quote uh, scripture and, and so forth. I cannot. I cannot. I'm going to be honest about that. I can't. Um, but they find peace in that, whatever it takes, right? 
whatever it takes. Love, just love. Love from another person. Uh, intimacy, love. Finding, finding somebody that you can can utilize as your happy place, you know, that you can go out on a date or something. I, I, I met a woman this week, man, I'm not kidding you. For all of you out there who think you want to throw in the towel, this woman divorced her husband 15 years ago, and she is still caring for him. They are friends, and he has FTD. And for all my FTD caregivers out there, most of you love your person but feel like they've become somebody else and feel like maybe, you know, that apathy and that loss of intimacy and the loss of intellectual conversation and all those kind of things has just really screwed up your life. And you sometimes wish you could run run, run like Forrest Gump as far as you can possibly get. I've seen people who have gotten divorces in this case, and this woman is my freaking hero. I've told her that. I gave her a big hug the other day and let her cry on my shoulder. She is my hero. Here she's hanging with this man. <laughs> she lives a couple blocks from him, but she checks on him every single day. She takes him to dinner. I mean, for all intents and purposes, they could still be married. And and they're just just friends, and she's taking care of him. I'm telling you, she is. She has become an honorary person, a top person in my caregiver nation, and I just love her. I just think that's amazing. And you know, she says the thing that she misses most about her ex-husband, who is just her friend now, is the laughter. La and and that make got me to thinking. We sometimes get shocked when we laugh at something when we've been down for a long time. Like, when was the last time you laughed? When was the last time something really made you chuckle? You know, some people just don't have that. They don't have that in their life. Watch the comedy channel. <laughs> watch, um, watch, uh, oh, there's this, this guy who's a magician, um, I'm trying to think of his name, but he's really, really funny. Eh, if it doesn't come to me, I'll put it on my website, at the, uh, on this uh, web, on this podcast when I launch it. Uh, but he is really, really funny, and he's always doing these little tricks and sleight of hand on people, and they don't know it. And um, then he tells them at the end that he's actually a magician, and it's absolutely hilarious. Find things like that. Find things that make you laugh. If you have to, if you've got a Google or Alexa, even they will tell you jokes. I mean, I'm not kidding you. Find a way to find laughter in your life. Because if you don't, it just it just is not fun. It's, it's not fun. You need to look at old pictures, whatever it takes, right? Um, I think that when people talk to me and they say, you know, things that they do well, things that they can can do that that I want to share with you about them. They say if they knew that they could get away for a few hours, they can go, you know, hang out with girlfriends for a little bit or 
go down in the basement and work on crafts for a while or or men um you know go out and mow the lawn or go for a walk or or tinker with some some electronic thing that's not working right now getting away for a little bit really can re-energize you it can absolutely re-energize you make you feel better about yourself this is good stuff it is seriously good stuff and having patience with yourself. You know, this too shall pass, my friends. We're not going to be stuck in this forever. But there are days when it feels like it's a ne- this is never going to end. The cycle is never going to end. So being able to find that place where you can um, be softer on yourself, be more patient with yourself and and really say to yourself all is not lost here i have not i haven't you know nothing's gone wrong today nobody's died today i can do this this is the biggest thing i think that caregivers believe that they are not good enough that they are not you know cut out for this they're not able to, you know, do the best job that they possibly can and that they lack compassion sometimes and that they just cannot find their way out of whatever hole they've they've kind of fallen into. But you are enough. You are absolutely enough. And I, I just can't say how proud I am of all my people in Caregiver Nation that you just rock it every single day. So have that patience. Think to yourself, I've done well today. I've worked hard today. I've found the patience to take care of my person, and I've found time for myself to get away and do something for myself. If you can think that way and you can give yourself a break, you're just going to... You're going to find more joy in life. You're going to be able to get up in the morning on the right side of the bed and the bright side of life and and get through it all. And if you can't, find a psychiatrist or a psychologist that can help you through. Therapists are great. They can they can walk you through, you know, why you're feeling that way. Are are you having issues with historical things that are keeping you from thinking that you're worthy of of doing things for yourself and that you are not wholeheartedly responsible for this other person's you know life that that there are there are ways that you can find pockets of time in your day to you know do the things you want to do to get a little bit of rest yourself. If you have to, get on an online support group. Right now, we don't have any other choice. They're all online. They're on Zoom or what have you. But, you know, if you can get in a support group meeting and you can talk to other people who are lifting you up and and not just, you know, having a bitch session where they, they talk about everything that went wrong in their day, but they're 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 trying to give you good ideas and and some techniques that they've used or followed that um, 
can help you be more successful in communicating with your person. All these things are good. All these things are seriously good. You know, having sort of a clinical mindset of, all right, this needs to be done right now at this point in time. But I can I can put something else over here. I can I can put this time slot uh, for just myself, and then maybe the next hour has to be for my person. But then the next is going to be for me. That's when my person's going to take a nap, so that maybe I can take a nap, or I can go for a walk. I can do some outdoor activities or something like that. Right? You have to find these things, people. You have to find them. They, they will not just come knocking on your door. Listen to this podcast again if you need to, if you forget all this stuff. You know, make time for your own doctor appointments. Make time for your own friends. You know, make time for your spirituality, for you to, to feel that you are deserving, to feel like the universe loves you. And that you are getting back what you are giving. And, and looking, looking at the moon and the stars and, and just going outside and breathing some fresh air. Why do we forget these things? Why are we not mindful about what we need in this department? Why, why, why? I don't know. I don't know. You know? And... I'm not saying that grieving about it is bad. We have to have our pity party potty moments, you know? We do. We have to we have to say sometimes this makes me sad. We have to say the world is getting to me. We have to cry in the shower. We have to fling ourselves on a bed and Feel that sadness. This this caregiving role is a super long goodbye. The loss of that who that person was, the loss of who you were before all this hit you. It changes us. It changes us. And it's fair to grieve the time that we've lost, the love that we've lost, the dreams that we've lost. It's okay sometimes to take that silent walk to a park and sit under a tree and cry if you have to. It's all right. You can do that. It's not, it's not that you're losing, you know, love and respect for your person. It's more that you're losing the memories of that person because when we're caregiving, we start seeing just who they are in the moment and we start losing who they were in the past, and that is hard to reconcile, right? But you can have loving memories of that person. You can continue to think about, you know, the things that you enjoyed about that person, go through old pictures and things like that. It's not that, it's not that um, difficult sometimes to cry. For some people, it is. For some people, crying about it isn't an option, and you, you hole up all those emotions, and then you start losing your patience, and you start um, getting angry, getting depressed, and things like that. 
So I am not a proponent of holding those emotions inside and not dealing with them. I think there's a place and a time for them. And then you got to get up, brush yourself off and get back in the game. This is how it goes, right? And I know that friends don't come around. It feels like family sometimes doesn't care that all the responsibility has fallen to you, that um, there's nobody else that you can turn to, that it's taken years to accept this situation that you're now in and you don't like where you've landed. I get that. I get that. Um, I also understand that friends become distant, but you do too. You do too. You stop calling them. You stop calling your friends. You stop making those dates for lunch and, and coffee and stuff like that. Get back to it. Get back to it. Communities are opening up. Daycare centers are opening up. You know, they're not inexpensive. But if you can even do one day a week or a half a day where you can, you know, steal a little bit of time for yourself, that's how you're going to get it done. It matters. And again, it's not like somebody's just going to come in and do this stuff for you. They're not. You've got to do it yourself. You've got to think about yourself. And what are those little life's pleasures that help you to be the happy, well-adjusted, balanced person that you are? <laughs> what are they? What can they be? What, what would be your ideal day if you could arrange it? I want you to think about that. I want you to write down what you would do if you had four hours to yourself. Or you could get into the bathtub by yourself and not have the person walk in on you. I'll, I'll tell you mine. I like a super hot bath with bubbles, with my candles going, and a glass of wine, and I have my music playing, and uh, the world just slips away. Man, I close my eyes. I am gone, 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 gone. And just like all of you... You all have a person that you care for. I feel like sometimes, and I just have to say this, I have about 250 people I'm caring for. I am a caregiver to all of you. And every day, including today, I came in today at 5 o'clock to record this show, and I had three calls that were referrals from doctors that send me their patients, one of them had a husband in the hospital who was being released to a rehab center, and she needed help finding one. That's always difficult because I'm not that fond of rehab centers sometimes. Um, I had another person who I had to write a report for for an in-home assessment I had done, and she had some very specific needs for herself, and I was helping her get uh, a local home care company to come and take care of her person for and help her get some counseling. Uh, I had another person who um, has a, hus a husband who has a wife in a care community that felt like the care community wasn't doing a great job with his wife and wanted me to help intervene. So all day long, I'm caring for all of you. 
And I'm telling you, this show today was about being able to tell you some of the things that I do and some of the things I draw out of other caregivers, things I try to guide caregivers to, and hope that some of it resonates with you. And one of the best things that that happened to me today was that a woman told me that when I came to do the in-home assessment on her husband, that he actually listened to me. And since I was there last week, he has been much more engaged and felt like somebody actually understood him. This was the person with the diagnosis. And uh, much to my surprise, it was an FTD person that you can't really reason with. And um, they want me to come back a couple more times because some of the things that I asked him and spoke to him directly about resonated with him and he felt like I appreciated him and I heard him. And that's what I want for all of you. I want you to feel like somebody appreciates you and they hear you, they feel your pain, and that somebody is actively trying to help you get through your day. But if they aren't there, find it for yourself. Don't let yourself down. Don't give up on yourself. I tell my people with a diagnosis that all the time. What do you have to live for? What do you want to live for? Help, let, help me help you find a reason to continue each and every day when you have a diagnosis. And damn it, if they can do it, so can you. Okay? So even if nobody's patting you on the back, nobody, if nobody's kicking you in the butt, if nobody's giving you a helping hand, let it be me. I'll be your helping hand. I'll help you. That's what this show is all about. I love you all out there in Caregiver Nation. Find that happy place. Be mindful. Find the balance. Watch a comedy show. Listen to some good music. Dance like nobody's watching. And I'll see you next week on Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz. You've been listening to Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz. To learn more about her resources, services, classes, or to book speaking engagements, visit Jill's website at summitresiliencetraining.com. A new podcast drops every Tuesday, so join us as we learn more about dementias, resilience, and overcoming obstacles to find a positive outcome. Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz can be found on your favorite podcast provider. Please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Musical and technical support provided by Brian Hunter. See you next week.